Okay, we're up. All right. Quick episode. Aldo's driving to work or something, right, Aldo? What are you doing? I'm driving to work out to the gym. To work out. Okay. And Aldo and I were texting back and forth, and he, a while ago, sent me a book called The China Study, which is – go ahead, Aldo. What is that all about really quick? Uh, basically, it's just it's, – it's a, it's a book about a nutritionist or Dr. Campbell who did like a comprehensive study on lifestyle factors and nutrition factors that influence health. Um, and the study was based out of China, so they took like a bunch of districts in China and they analyzed what they ate, how often they moved, what they didn't eat, uh, the food quality and lifestyle, and then they compared it to Western culture, which is us, the United States, and how we can learn a thing or two from how they eat. What's the um, biggest difference? Uh, basically, the biggest difference was the lack of protein consumption coming from animal sources. Um, so basically, the book is a big... Uh, what would you say? It's a big, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the word. I'm like, the word. What would it be? Case study? Like it's, oh, it's a big advocate. It's like a big advocate for a plant, a whole food, plant-based diet. And he mentions that in the book often. It's like that emphasis on whole food, plant-based. Um, and it's the best diet that you need to, to find out through this research as being the best for humans uh, health-wise. So I've, I've spoken to a couple of people about this book. When I get to books, I just kind of like to talk about it because I've always thought you know, hear something and then when you teach it to a couple other people, it really helps you soak it in. So when I was talking to other people about it, I was telling them that the anecdotal bit in that book was that the author grew up on a farm, correct, Aldo? Yeah, yeah. He would say stuff along the lines of that he would eat and his family would consume the products produced by the animals every morning and have a giant breakfast full of meat, dairy, eggs, all that stuff. And I think that the anecdotal bill was that his family all had coronary disease in their 50s. Is that right, Aldo? Yeah, and I think that's the way they. And the big and thing, the big thing was that, that, that he then then used that, that as a, he didn't want to be, be a farmer, farmer that, that family family and family and so he kind of branched off science, 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 science bit, and, and, and he also he also wanted to avenge his family, family what I can what I can do. All right, all right. Was it was what's the correlate? And then he then started started study study that. When looking at, looking at other other cultures, cultures civilizations, comparing them to the culture, like Aldo like said, said, they, they what is what is like five percent percent of their dietary consumption is from animal-based protein. Ours, ours is like twenty-five plus plus. Yeah, yeah. Is that not roughly correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically kind of what you're saying. Not only not only was it the, was it the protein consumption, it was also, it was also uh, where the where the protein was coming from. Most of the disease in the human existence that we're aware of is pretty closely tied into high animal protein-based diets. That was his entire reasoning for creating the China Study book. 
Correct. Correct. So, and I had an older this morning texting me saying that he's going on a one-week bender of plant-based diet, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm finishing it off. This is my last day. Oh, so you did it. Even better. So yeah, how, what's, yeah, what happened? I did it. I did it. How'd it go? I didn't know you were uh, did it already. Yeah, I actually did it originally only because when I... Did you, you saw my Instagram story? I made that a vegan sloppy joke. Yep. It was just a bunch of lentils and rice. Um, I actually only did it because of lack of time. And I had already <laughs> made so much that I just prepped all this food. Uh, for my work week and so I'm just finishing up the batch of lentils um, but for breakfast I basically just had uh, my sourdough bread and then like I had like avocado or like yesterday I had like eggs which is I guess dairy right eggs but would be besides and, well it's not so much dairy it's animal based protein animal, which is yeah. against the China study and not vegan but go ahead <laughs> yeah so I mean overall I felt like, are you, like, asking me how I feel, how it's going? If you noticed any sort of a difference, I know you were the whoop if that had any sort of a tie-in, maybe not. I, to me, to me, it's, like, the whoop um, did give me some feedback, like, I slept well, but it's also, like, I've been sleeping, I've been sleeping, like, seven to eight hours a night, you know, so that's, like, that's a, there's so many val- factors that go into it that's, like, I can't just say that my HRV is better because of what I'm eating. It's also, like, I had a really good week of sleep. Correct. Okay. Um, as far as like I was noticing this yesterday, I do feel um lighter, lighter in a sense of like I'm not, I don't feel like uh, like I'm carrying extra weight. Are you actually it, lighter? Means, I know you weigh yourself. I have. Yeah, I've been exercising and I actually I'm heavier. Oh. Um. But you feel I lighter. I gained. I feel lighter, but I'm heavier. I gained like three pounds, not in the week, but since the last time I weigh myself like about an average every eight to ten days. Okay. Um, and from the last time I weighed myself, I was like 183. I weighed in at like 186.2 yesterday morning. Um, I feel lighter. I feel better. But I also feel like I, I am heavier based on the scale. Uh, Energy-wise, I feel great. But I also think that like I don't want to say that it was just what I'm eating. It's also the fact that I had a really good week of sleep. Um, so that as well. And But I have one thing that I have also notice which i don't know if this is going to disturb some listeners but it's like i have had an increase in bowel movements i don't think that'll disturb anybody it's just talking about poop (laughs) yeah so some people just are weird about poop i don't know but like i did have an increase in bowel movements and actually everybody poops although it's a book it's a children's book (laughs) you're all good but so how how much extra would you say like one a day two a day i've actually so i normally have about two a day but i for the last three days i've had about three and like i think yesterday or the day before yesterday i had like about four and and they haven't been like they haven't been large but they've been small um the one thing i noticed was they've been like it just seems like it's with the increasing i guess the amount of food i'm eating with plants so like I, i usually this week i also did like i I made like a bunch, a huge batch of like air fried uh, carrots, broccoli, onions. And so I just throw that into a meal and like increasing the vegetables, which is increasing my fiber is probably what caused me to have more, more poops. But on top of that, the quality of my poop is not something that like I'm proud of in a sense. Like it's just a lot waterier. Are you talking about currently it's waterier? Yeah, currently it's watery, and I don't know if that's, like, my body adapting to, like, 
holy crap, dude, we haven't had this many vegetables and fiber in a long time. Chill out. Or it's like whatever I'm eating, you know? Are you done with the week of vegan eating? You're not gonna, uh, you're not going to yeah. go two weeks I, or three weeks? No, I think I'm good with one week. I think, uh, I mean, I was talking, like you said, I talked to other people and I, I talked to my coach, you know, Anthony. Yep. And like, that, like it was something clear that he said, he's like, yeah, you know, like for health, for health, I think there is that idea that like eating a mostly plant-based diet um, with the use of some meats is good. But like, if you're looking for performance, you know, it's a lot harder to get in the calories and macronutrients. Did you, you finish the book? Did I'm you, about you, a third of the uh, three fourths of it finished. Three fourths. So has he gone into performance in there yet? He touched. I don't know if I sent you a picture, but he touched on performance in like one page. Same. Like what? it was literally a short paragraph, and it was uh, finishing up his like spiel on how plant based can be integrated to everybody. Uh, it was just like one page, and he was basically saying how there's multiple athletes who can go vegan and who can. Um, still have the same you know results as uh as you know other top athletes that are non-vegan for me on the other hand like for example i was just looking at protein sources so like like the regular protein powders like i typically buy the costco one that's like the combat or the way yep. protein case you know and that's like 30 40 bucks well i was on like amazon this morning looking at some vegan protein powders and like these are up towards the ends of like 90 to like 100 bucks for like the same amount of servings it's expensive so as hell, I know. Not only, not only are you looking at like, well, yeah, sure, the value of the nutrition is there, but it's also like it's also a significant amount, much more expensive to to do that. You're right. So what I wanted to tie into this is that exactly. So I, I got maybe a third of the way through the book, and then I got kind of just stuck in him repeating himself. And when that yeah. happens, I I shut down. I'm like, I'm not interested anymore. But I did he want is to. He's very repetitive. I, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to bring up the performance aspect of it because that's mostly what I deal with. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's better for the everyday person who wants to live a healthier life and not. And I mean, at some point or another, that's going to be all of us, right? We're going to be in our right, 40s yeah. or 50s, and we're going to want to still perform, but we're going to want to offset possible damage done from having not the best diet while trying to maximize performance. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. this will have validity for everybody that you and I know and ourselves at some point, which is good. But for right now, I'm like, all right, what do I tell everybody who wants to be an elite CrossFit athlete or an elite who wants to put on a bunch of muscle? What is this guy going to say? What's he going to say? And he never said anything. So I'm glad yeah. that you said that I didn't miss out on much. It was a blur. No, and <laughs> I, I'm kind of glad you brought that point up because this is something like I've been pondering myself is I think – I don't want to dig into the rabbit hole of it, but it's really we have to differentiate um, health versus fitness because because I think when people say, you know, I want to be the fittest possible in a competitive sense, they tend to think it's also healthy. And I think uh, there has to be a separation of it. Does, does that make sense? CrossFit says that. It, and really, most of the things that I, I believe we and I, you and I discuss or I see anywhere yeah. is somewhere in the CrossFit journal. So this is just the uh, wellness and sickness spectrum. And the more yeah. elite you get as a CrossFit athlete or athlete in general, you are getting closer to the sickness end of that spectrum. Um, right. And right. this guy would be trying to push you as close to the wellness side of the spectrum as possible. Right. And coincidentally, yeah. I would have to 
go to say that the diet that this guy is preaching is close to the zone diet slash paleo diet, which is what CrossFit yeah. also preaches. Yeah. Would you say that that's all rather accurate? Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's as accurate as it can be. Like, that's the best way to simplify it. And it's kind of why I'm stuck in the CrossFit sphere because there's not a single bit of it that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Where, like, we read this book, and there are people who are going to live and die by this book. Well, we can find them in the world, but you and I could approach them, have a conversation with them, and because they're diehards, they're not going to, like, argue, they're not going to have a conversation with us. They will argue that we are incorrect. But I would still say that there's validity to the CrossFit method, which is, hey, if you want to be an elite athlete, you have to eat meat. You have to have carbohydrates in some sort of form or another. And this guy's saying, nope, no way. Can't do it. You'll die. <laughs> but it's almost like it's your, your, the arguments aren't like arguing the same thing. Does that make sense? Like there's two different end, end targets to each argument. Correct. Like, but eating meat is like, I want to be competitive. I want to be the best athlete I can possibly be. While someone from the book would be arguing, I want, you want to be the healthiest. You want to live the longest. You want to, you know, actic, 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 So to me, it's like. Well, so are you saying they're arguing the same point? Like they're trying to change the person's mind or whoever they're arguing about, but the end point in the person's head is different than what the, the argument is about. Does that make sense? Well, like this guy does, this guy it, just doesn't even really consider the fact that there are people who need something else. He thinks right. that everybody should be doing this because right. it's the best. Yeah, which and, is and because the, the, there's the other end of the argument because there's that other spectrum where it's like the the meeting eating meat only. Um, spectrum, right? What's your opinion on that? I'm not sure I have have one. I have not done enough like research. I have not read a lot. I've listened to a couple podcasts like on Ben Greenfield and like I think uh, Joe Rogan's had a couple ones, but like I don't know much. I'm not going to sit here and talk. I do. How about about the liver king? The biggest thing I've heard is like the misconception between just eating a lot of meat and then eating the meat that like eating head to tail. Um, Ew. So when like people I see. see people talk about the, people talk about the carnivore diet and they're like, yeah, I'm just gonna eat like ribeyes and steak every single day, and I'm gonna eat like an Angus burger for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it's like, no, 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 like carnivore diet is really eating from head to tail. Like you're eating the liver, you're eating the eyes, you're eating the brain, you're eating, you know, you're eating everything that that animal has to offer because it all has nutrients to what your to your body. Now, Aldo, so that for me is, are you talking about the liver king right now? Uh, well, I was actually thinking more of, well, I've seen it in the liver king, but I, I was thinking more of, uh, he's a doc who is, he's like, I think he might ben, be a Ben Greenfield. He's got a doc, like the carnivore code. Yeah. And I've heard of that guy too. I'm messing with you. I just love the liver king. He's the man. Oh, liver king is freaking Jack. Yeah. He's the man, but I, I know who you're talking about too. I, I've heard him talk. Yes. The doctor, the, the um, one that everyone should listen to. <laughs> yeah. I, I like heard him talk a couple times, but. I think that was just the biggest misconception was when people talk like carnivore, they think it's just the good stuff, like the burgers, you know, whatever. Um, but I think that like, it does take a certain individual and it takes some skill to cook some of that meat or you just eat it raw, which is like the liver, um, the intestines, the eyes. And like, I think we've talked about it before where I come from a Hispanic background where I was talking to my parents and in Mexico, it's a custom to eat, you know, the tongue, the eyes, you know, sometimes even the, the testicles of oh, yeah. whatever animal you're eating. So 
I think there's just two different spectrums. Um, but you have to be conscious about what, what the end goal is. Like, what is the reason you're eating? For, like, what is your goal for eating? You know, like if your goal is performance, then I don't know if necessarily a plant-based only diet is what you need. Now here's the thing, Aldo. There are not many people in the world who have a goal for eating. They're just eating because they eat. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm hoping that of the 10 people that listen to what we're saying right now are like, oh, yeah, I got a goal for eating. I'm going to take something away. Now, if for some reason a thousand people listen to this, they'd be like, what? People have goals for eating? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that, may, that might be true. the most important tidbit from this is, I mean, people say eat for performance, but like most things, if you're not doing it with a goal in mind, you're usually just kind of like twiddling your thumbs and you're not going to get anywhere. And maybe that's okay for some people. Maybe they're having a great time just living their life and eating the food. Yeah. But I also, from the conversations I have with everybody, I know that's not the case. Everyone like wants to be look yeah. a different way. They want to live longer. They want to be healthier. They don't want to pay as much on whatever medical bill they have. Um, maybe they want to be an elite athlete. But everyone has a goal. They just don't tie that into the diet, which sucks. Yeah, and, and I think... I agree. Like, I, I definitely do agree with the whole, like, some people are just enjoying food, and that's all great and dandy. But, like, I think, like you've said, from conversations I've had with coworkers and just other people, it's like, usually they have some external goal of, like you said, looking, eating better, but they don't relate that to what they're eating. Yeah, so that might be something to branch off on, is just, like, have your goal, and here's your goal track of eating. I don't know. Yeah. And so re this month, I don't really think I told anyone other than Alexis, but I didn't eat any sugar, like added sugar. Um, sure. It branched off of my, like my group's tracking of their nutrition on my fitness pal. And I was just like, Hey, I'm not going to eat any sugar, uh, no candy, yeah. no desserts, but I did have fruit. And what I found probably similar to the not eating meat to be an elite athlete. Hi, Aldo and I are yeah. talking. One sec. Oh, you're leaving. All right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Uh, and being an elite athlete is I did a workout qualifier, a lot workout. And I, because of the lack of sugar completely exploded. And it yeah. was very, very interesting that like I had a couple scoops of Gatorade and I'm like, okay, that was about a month. I'm done with the lack of sugar. And I did one today and it was completely different. Felt great. Yeah. And that has to do um, with like the so, goal. Yeah. I do think that, um, yeah, I think for me, as far as like the eating, the not eating any meat would just have to be, if I wanted to really dig into it, I'd have to do it for at least a month because I don't think a week of, of just doing it is enough. And, and I'm not even, I'm not really sure I'm interested in doing it for longer than a week. Very much um, is what I was trying to get at. Yeah. So at the two, three week mark, you don't notice a difference from what I noticed. Yeah. So I was going to say, yeah. like, stretch that thing out a little bit and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's something to consider. I just have to would be – it's just a lot more meticulous planning because, uh, like, what I found is, you know, like I work as a nurse, so three three twelves a week. It's just easier um, to eat, like, two chicken breasts, let's say, within 30 minutes of a break that I have than to have to scarf down the, the portion size of lentils to get the 20, 30 grams of protein I need with is that the a, amount Is that of just, like, an absurd amount of lentils? Yeah, I mean, I was eating about 
so these were cooked lentils. I was I like the the meals I made were about two fifty to three hundred grams of lentils, and oh, it's wow. like holy crap. Plus <laughs> like, so it's like, and even then you don't hit. I was I think the total serving size that I made from the batch, and I could be wrong. I'm not like an expert, but it was like about twelve grams of protein, and I'm like holy crap. <laughs> I uh, need to like. Did you do tofu at all or no? I, I didn't cook any tofu. Like I said, this was like a, a prompt. It wasn't like in a, I'm going to plan it out. I think I if I you. did, I would have to throw in some tofu, um, some garbanzo beans, um, peanut butter. And, and then uh, also, I mean, um, just, do you not, do you, you have to kind of realize that because you, you were pretty keen on the, I need to eat this much to get this much protein that you are also consuming a huge volume of food, which is probably why your increase in bowel movements happened. Yeah. 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 I figured you probably tied those together. Yeah. I mean, I'm eating so much more volume of food. Like it's, which I think is good. It's one of the conversations I had with people in the gym back in the day, which was, Hey, eat more food. And they're always like, what eat more to lose weight. I don't get it. Like, well, eat more good stuff. Keeps you full longer. Yeah, not not even not eat more bad stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I definitely did this as a, I, I I can't even say I did this with like the intention to understand. I just like it happened. And, like that's why I, text, I was like, dude, I just went like a whole week without eating any meat. And everyone should but, know it's easy for this to be an accident in Aldo's life because his girlfriend is a vegan who will prepare food often. Yeah. So yeah, when he yeah. falls into a diet trend like this, it's not like, oops, I didn't eat meat this week. <laughs> it's because <laughs> the meat or the food around him is generally not meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, I like, she's a great cook. So she's, she, I mean, she, her and her family and like her sister, like they're very good at making meat alternatives. Like I've had, you know, I had like a jackfruit base that was supposed to be like a pulled pork and it was jackfruit. And so things like that, that is just, it makes it easy for people who enjoy meat to, the taste of meat to have that, that like, um, just supplemental with vegetables and it tastes kind of similar. So, I mean, it's not something that I was like, yeah, I'm going to try and go with you no know, I meat. It just happened. And uh, I learned from it. I saw how I feel. I'm going to go through this lifting session with a lot of weightlifting. So this, this will kind of be a, a feedback to be like, Oh, how do I feel? Do I feel weak? Do I feel strong? You know, actic, whatever I take back from this session. Cool. Well, I think we uh, covered it all. <laughs> cool. This is pretty cool. I mean, I didn't even expect it. I know. It's good. I was just like, hey, this will be a good topic of conversation. <laughs> I just have you like sitting. Yeah. I have my phone right next to the microphone, so I'm kind of hoping it doesn't sound like garbage when I listen back to yeah. it. Oh, well, I mean, if, if anybody listening is interested, I would definitely, you know, try to get their hands on the book. And like you said, kind of go in there with an open mind. Not that was, like, that uh, was the I hard part. I want to argue this, this at all. And then you can go and read the book on like the carnival code. And then there's a lot of information out there. Like from Dr. Campbell, I looked up a, a, a couple podcasts on him and he's like friends with another doctor who, if anybody has seen the, the show on Netflix, it's called like, uh, what is it? Forks over knives, which is also like a, a documentary on like a plant-based diet. Um, I mean that doctor himself, I, I don't know his, his name, but at, at the top of my head, but like he helped, I think like 20, 20 like congestive heart failure patients or heart failure patients who were like super, super deconditioned, like poorly, poor lifestyles. Like they had a, probably like 
two, five years to live. And then he like put them through like a quick rundown of like, this is what you're going to eat. This is what you're not going to eat. This is what you're going to do for fitness um, or physical activity. Like this is how you're going to do. And he like kept them in a cohort. And a lot of them were able to reverse a lot of that heart failure and um, like um, just based on diet. So there's, there's a lot of things to learn from it. Oh, sweet. All right, very cool, man. Uh, you're at the gym probably soonish, right? You're like right I there. I literally just pulled in. Cool. Just pulled in. All right, well, maybe we'll make this All a right. thing where it's like, hey, we're just gonna chat about whatever's on our mind on your drive to the gym on that day. <laughs> yeah, I'm in for it. I'm in for it. Cool beads. All right, man. Have All a right. workout, and I will right. talk Sounds to you good. later. Peace out. Bye bye.